0: With us right now, it's Ethan Decker. Ethan, you are a brand strategist, marketing scientist, and consultant. You are found on the web at appliedbrandscience.com. Ethan, thank you so much for joining us. It is a pleasure to be here, Josh. I'm sure there were many other things I could throw into in terms of your accolades, uh, you know, speaking, et cetera. Um, You know, to our friend, again, that's listening to our conversation. You can follow along. You just go to appliedbrandscience.com and you can see all about the great work that Ethan, that you have done over the years. Um, But but I'll have you kind of share um, the work that you do today.
1: Sure. I am a marketer by uh, trade, but I'm actually a scientist by training. I I grew up in the labs of New Mexico. I'm just kidding, uh, but <laughs> I did, I did so you with that a, gamma radiation created. Yes, the Yes, yes, yes. Bruce Banner is my other cousin. <laughs> um, I uh, I did a PhD in ecology and I studied complex systems. And you, I, if you remember Jeff Goldblum and the, and the chaos theory and the butterfly wings, uh, I actually studied that kind of stuff when it came to ecosystems but um, fell backwards into marketing after that. And I've spent 20 years in the creative industry, the creative side of marketing, doing brand strategy and advertising. And since then, I've launched my own thing called, as you said, Applied Brand Science, where I help companies understand the science that actually exists behind how shoppers shop, how advertising works, and how brands grow.
0: Wow. Okay, I'm all ears. <laughs> I, I'd say this would be the time where I'd say, Ethan, let let's just buckle up and give us your little mini TED talk here on uh, the you know kind of why science is important, to understanding um, consumer behavior and 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 the intersection with branding. Well, what's really interesting
1: these days, Josh, is that lately we hear so much about data driven marketing. And of course, we're a little past the, the time of big data, but there is still this sense of I want data driven marketing. What's the data say? Data is going to be the, the future. And um, there is a difference though, between data and science. For instance, you can go out and do all kinds of studies on why people like chocolate, but it's not going to give you lots of insight. And it's not going to change the fact that we kind of know why people like chocolate because it tastes delicious. Uh, similarly, if you look at physics, Physicists don't have to retest for gravity all the time, hmm. but it's like marketers are constantly retesting for the fundamentals because they don't believe them, don't know them, don't trust them. So there actually is a science in the same way that there's the laws of physics for how planes fly for brands, but a lot of people don't even know it because it's kind of buried in
0: academia. And and how often do you hear, but Ethan, we're different. All the time. <laughs> I like to say I like to say covid
1: changed everything it changed all the laws of physics covid covid changed all the ways that our biology works and the way our brains work after hundreds of thousands of years covid has changed it all obviously and yes your brand is different your brand is unlike any other brand that's ever existed in the history of brands
0: Mm. Well, what are the fundamentals in how consumers' brains work today? And, you know, how maybe the advice that was given five day while the principles are the same, maybe execution looks a little bit differently.
1: Sure. Yes. Consumers' brains are surprisingly similar to the way they were 100 years ago, if not mm-hmm. 1,000 years ago. And that is, uh, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about things that are unimportant. And the term for that is we are cognitive misers. So Josh, your brain, I hate to say, is only about 3% of your body mass. Uh, Fortunately, that's pretty normal. So don't worry, but it consumes 30% of your body's energy. It actually consumes 30% of the calories and the energy that your body takes in. And that's because the brain is the most significant and important part of uh, the body for adaptation and for survival and, and fitness. So. Um, We do everything we can to not use our brains. And the example I love to give is toilet paper math. I'm sure you've stood at the the grocery aisle and tried to figure out how many jumbo rolls are in a mega roll, how many plies are in a square meter, (laughs) and whether that's 12 cents per count or 12 cents per, per ply. And nobody's got time for that. Nobody wants to do the toilet paper math. And and so we do a shorthand. We say, well, what does my mom buy? Or what does my spouse get? Or, you know, what's the one that's on special or on sale? Which one seems like a good deal? Or which one seems like it's eco-friendly? And so we replace hard questions, like what is the best value in toilet paper, with easy questions, like what's the one my mom likes, even if those questions are bad. And we, you know, we think we only do it for simple purchases like toilet paper. We do it when we buy our cars. We do it when we pick um, an airline to trust our life in and fly across the country. We do it when our kids pick high schools and colleges. Uh, There are 4,000 colleges in the United States, colleges and universities. And how thoroughly do we really assess those? We don't, because it's really hard. It's really hard to know whether St. John's is different than Johns Hopkins and which one's better. So for millions of years we've replaced hard questions like which college is is the best one with easy questions like which one is familiar or which one do I know the the coach at and that's not changed how that's changed though in the common in the the current marketplace is that we have to filter even faster because there are 10 times more brands and more decisions to make every single day and so we filter even more and our short list for which brands we buy gets filtered even faster and subconsciously because no one has time to do the toilet paper math consciously.
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, there's my previous persona, I, I would have, right, uh, you know. But again, a square is not a square. You know, some squares like, oh come on, that's that's hardly a square. One square of Charmin is not the same as one square of Walmart store brand toilet paper. You're gonna have to triple up on that one to match the same. So it's at right. It's well and and i think you know when we think about different examples like um you know i remember listening to you know how mattress sales are done and and how intentionally confusing marketers make it for consumers um so they kind of suffer this fatigue i guess um you know so i'm, I'm kind of thinking about that but let me ask you about that um too um you know um w- you know, about, you know, kind of like, what is a consumer to do today? Like, how can we be better consumers? Or like, are there kind of fundamental questions we can ask ourselves? Some things don't matter as much, obviously, but then there are larger, um, you know, uh, purchases that we make. And I know sometimes a lot of those decisions are irrational, Uh, you know, what we factor into it. And, And marketers probably know about consumers' irrationality. To some extent, you'd be
1: amazed, though, how many people I talk to that believe that the job of, of advertising is to persuade a buyer that your product is superior in some functional way. Like they think it's a, a, a job of rational, logical persuasion. And this goes back you know, decades, if not centuries, of one model of advertising, which is that it's sales on paper. It's selling on paper, and your job is to persuade. So I'm in lots of big meetings with lots of large Fortune 100 companies who say we need to educate the consumer, and we need to persuade them to buy us and demonstrate our superiority in some way. Well, one classic counterexample is the the kind of creator of McDonald's, Ray Kroc, said, people don't want the best burger. They want the burger that tastes just like the one they had last time. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's true, McDonald's is not the best burger per se, but it's an exceedingly consistent experience. And it's exceedingly easy to find and buy and recognize. And you know that when you go into a small town somewhere in America that you've never been, do you go to Josie's White Picket Fence and get the burger there and you don't know if it's going to be crap or delicious or if they've passed the, the health regulation test Or you're going to go to McDonald's and you know what you're going to get there. And it's not the best, but you know it's consistent. So um, a lot of marketers do think that the job is to persuade. You're right, though. There are other marketers who do realize a lot of the way we buy is subconscious or it's irrational or it's really social instead of functional. So for instance, one of my favorite new examples is that car companies, most of them know that you don't check the shocks and the struts and the electrical system when you buy a car and if you do test drive because not everybody does anymore you sit in the car and you listen to how the door sounds when it closes Mm -hmm. you know you've done it shunk is there that satisfying Mm -hmm. plunk or does it sound tink? you know chintzy Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: the sound the door makes when it closes has a huge impact on whether you think the car is high quality or not. Oh yeah. You took a hard question, like the shocks and struts and electrical system, and you replaced it with an easy question, even if it's a bad question. And savvy marketers know that, and so they key in on the things that impact you irrationally. And BMW, among others, has a sound designer, not just to design the sound that the blinker makes when you use your turn signal, but the sound the door makes when it closes, the sound the engine makes when it idles, right? The sound that the the chair makes when you move it electrically forward and backward, that has to sound right, whatever the hell right means. Mm -hmm. So there is this, this mix of understanding that sometimes we try to be rational and we try and actually do the toilet paper math as you do, but a lot of the times we don't. And so we just go with what feels right. And some marketers know that.
0: Yeah. Uh, to our friends that are service-based in their offering. so let's talk about maybe coaches, consultants, agencies that are providing services. Um, how can we make our doors sound better when they shut?
1: Yes, there are the same principles that apply to services. So if you're going to um, if you're going to sign up for an email program. Question is, have you even heard of any? And maybe you've heard of one or two because you listen to podcasts and one of them is MailChimp and one of them is Hootsuite, or maybe it's HubSpot, or maybe it's HubSuite. I don't know, it's, it's an H. Uh, and so we start there and then we go to the next level is do we know anything about these at all? And MailChimp, actually, um, I think it's Ben Chestnut who founded MailChimp, he has a great uh, interview where he talks about how they came up with a name. And it was because every time the team would put a chimpanzee or a monkey on any of their marketing, it would work well. It would slay. And they didn't know why. And it was cheesy, but it stuck. And they're like, why don't we just call it MailChimp? And so it's a little cute. It's a little friendly. You know, Curious George was a a chimpanzee, I think. I think he was a chimpanzee. Um, And so we go with those easy to remember things that feel right. Even in services, even in SaaS, uh, which is why one of the great case studies of savvy brand building in B2B is actually Salesforce, who has a whole menagerie of mascots built around Astro, which is their, their key mascot. And you'd think, you know, B2B SaaS companies have no business doing mascots. You know, that's, that's for Kellogg's cereal. But actually, it works, and the numbers don't lie. And there is science, again, there are principles behind this about how the human brain works and how memories get stored and retrieved that would lead you to realize, oh yeah, we need an easy device. We need a fluent device, like a mascot, to help people remember us, much less tell us apart from the other six brands that offer email services.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ethan, uh, I would recommend like anyone who's listening to our conversation, follow you on LinkedIn. Um, you also share some really good stuff on Twitter. Um, you just share a lot of cool charts and graphs and I love it.
1: <laughs> you know, I for, for my sweet spot.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So for, you know, if you're, if you're truly like, you know, if you want to evoke your inner marketing nerd, uh, follow Ethan. <laughs> um, I do. I do my best to make those charts and graphs. Easy to understand. Oh no, they're fun. Yeah, they're good stuff. Yeah. Um, and and how how do you work with clients today, or or audiences, or you know how are, how do you engage? The uh, number one thing I do is work with CMOs of mid-sized
1: companies, sometimes pretty large companies actually, and sometimes startups. But I work with CMOs or the heads of marketing to uh, understand the laws and principles of brand science. And then get their teams all rowing in the same direction as far as how buyers buy, how brands grow, and how advertising works. And if you can agree on the scientific, evidence based principles of how those things happen, then first of all, you're all rowing in the same direction. And second of all, you're not rowing upstream, you're not rowing, you know, trying to push water uphill, you're rowing with the current. And suddenly marketing and advertising become easier because you understand the scientific principles behind it. And again, these are principles that are based on science and some of them are completely invariant to what brand you are, what category you're in, whether you're B2B, B2C, whether you're luxury or a discount, whether you're a retailer or a, or a product. And that's what makes them a universal law in the same way that gravity... Yes, the level of gravity is different here than it is on the Moon, but the law of gravity is the same. So you make some adjustments based on what planet you're on, or you make some adjustments based on whether there's, um, you know, air resistance and wind resistance when it comes to gravity. But you need to know the laws of gravity. Similarly, I work with CMOs and their marketing teams so that they understand those principles. And then, when it comes to building the brand and doing the advertising, things become a lot clearer and make a lot more sense because they're principle-based, they're evidence-based, and they're timeless. And then if people want me to stick around and actually work on their brand, I've done a whole lot of that. So I help build the brand, tweak the brand, fix the brand, grow the brand. I can do that too.
0: Yeah. Is there a way, you just spoke at South by Southwest, uh, and the laws and levers of brand science. Is there a way to watch this? Right now, we are editing the video, Uh, so that will be up
1: soon. Uh, If you want to get a sneak peek, you can just listen to the audio. South by Mm -hmm. Southwest, I believe, has posted audio for almost every single session Mm -hmm. out of all 659 sessions or something like that they had. So you can listen to it now if you go to the South by Southwest website and search for the laws and levers of brand science. You can find Mm -hmm. it there. And then in uh, in a week or so, I should have the video up so you can watch the presentation as well. Yeah.
0: So good news for a friend that's listening to this because we recorded this uh, episode uh, probably a few weeks ago. Uh, so it should be in the show notes. So you just kind of click around in your app. You'll find it. Uh, and we've got a direct link so you can watch that. Um, Ethan, at your website, appliedbrandscience.com, what what else aside from watching your uh, South by Southwest presentation? If someone's like, "I need more Ethan in my life," w- w- sure. what would you recommend they do now? Sure, I
1: I like to say that I offer things in in four sizes: uh, extra small, small, medium, and large. And the extra small is you can sign up for uh, a newsletter. It's a very irregular newsletter, irregular in when it comes out and also in what's in it. Uh, maybe you know a couple times a month I hit you with my latest post about the new or old science of marketing and science of brand growth. Uh, That's the extra small free version. The small one is uh, you can bring me in for a talk or presentation. I get people excited about the notion of evidence-based marketing and give them a taste of what it's like to kind of see the light of brand science and how that clarifies things. Um, the, The medium size is I can come in for trainings and train your team on the brand science uh, and how to do evidence-based brand building. Mm. And then the large size is I can stay on and actually work on your brand with you and help you understand your buyer, help you understand how uh, your brand should be structured. And when I say brand, I don't just mean your logo, of course. I mean, basically your entire promise, the four Ps, which are timeless, despite what a lot of people on Twitter say, product, price, place, promotion, they're still the fundamentals of marketing. Uh, But I can stick around and help you fix or or grow or adjust your brand if you want. So those are kind of the four sizes.
0: Kellogg's, Gillette, Fruit of the Loom, Hotels.com, Domino's, Quicksilver, intel discovery channel duracell hershey these are all brands that that you've worked with and uh, again to our friend that's listening to us go to appliedbrandscience.com and that is the next step um, your blog is pretty good you've got some great uh, i like the headlines for example does 80 percent of your revenue really come from 20 percent of your customers you'll find that out in the blog uh ethan Decker, this has been a great conversation. Again, brand strategist, marketing scientist, consultant, trainer, speaker. Your website, one more time, is appliedbrandscience.com. Ethan, it's been a joy. Thank you so much for joining us. Josh,
1: my pleasure. Have a great day.